their longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. On 95.7 The Game. Um, hi. Good morning. Is it? No. No, morning. I... L- listen, listen. Bad uh, morning. You know what I mean? My, uh... My, uh... My normal uh, partner in here, uh, Mr. Dan Dibley, loves to call me Captain Positive. And uh, it's going to be hard for me to find it today. There's nothing good that comes out of this. And uh, John Heyman is going to join us here in 10 minutes. And uh, we're not going to kill the messenger. I, I, I do want that to be a the big... your problem, uh, John? Exactly. I mean, God, God love uh, the, the emotion. And I know he'll be the first to admit it. God love the emotion of Joe Shasky. There were moments of the Alex Pavlovich conversation where I'm like, Alex didn't do anything. Alex didn't do anything. <laughs> Alex works for a, a couple of media outlets and covers the San Francisco right. Giants. So let's not yell at each other, uh, and, and we're not going to kill the messenger, John Heyman, who was one of the first to, uh, to report this while we were sleeping. I tell you what, like, n- n- not Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on 3rd Street. Never going to sleep again, because when we go to bed, when we wake up, crap happens, and it ain't good. This is has to go down and maybe this is emotional and in this moment but this has to go down as the worst offseason in the history of the san francisco giants the the only thing worse because okay the aaron judge thing happens with john Heyman, and then he retracts it and then judge winds up at the yankees okay that was probably always going to happen agreed the only thing worse than what happened here or the only thing worse than not getting somebody was this the only thing worse than not signing Carlos Correa or Aaron Judge or Trey Turner or whoever? The only thing worse than not getting one of those big names was getting one in the building <laughs> right. and then not signing it. Right, right. A Giants fan today feels <laughs> like they have been taken on a total ride. And you have been. Now, I'm going to disagree with that concept that, that you've been duped or the Giants have been duped. You don't dupe someone so that you can get $35 million less right. dollars. Right. Okay, this was not concocted or conducted by Carlos Correa or Scott Boris so that he could go out and get <clears throat> less money and fewer years. That's, that's, that's not how it works. Right. So I will, for those of you who want to fall back on what I find to be a lazy take of the Giants won't spend... It's it's lazy because it's it's not an intricate and thoughtful enough response. In the end, they didn't, but it's not about the money directly. It's indirectly, in my opinion, about the money. How so? They're risk-averse. The Giants are right. Signing Carlos Correa till he's 41 years old right. is probably, in the long term, going to have all kinds of bumps and bruises all over it. Right. But you got to get in the game. It's the cost of doing business. Okay? You've all turned into Maverick after Goose died. You won't engage. You got to fly the damn jet. It's a great reference. You have to fly the jet. And yeah, there's all kinds of danger out there. But if you just keep looking at danger and going, I'm going to go the other way, and that's how you live your entire life, you're going to get to the end of it and feel like you didn't live. So that's what a fan can say today that I find almost offensive. Offensive to the players on the team who you keep telling we don't believe in you. And offensive to money-spending fans who are here to be entertained and they want to believe in something that shouldn't be believed in. That's what we're doing in sports. We want to watch Steph Curry flip a finger and the ball goes 70 feet. We want to watch Mr. Irrelevant. Take a football team into the playoffs. We want to watch risks and then have it work and take the bruises with us for when it doesn't. 
And you are robbing the fans of that because you won't engage and get in the game. If you're worried about like five or six years from now, or what that contract's going to look like seven, eight years from now, what's the point if they're not going to like? Do you get? You have to spend the money to to get to that point. Like, am I? Does that make sense? Totally. Like, if you're like, they have to save money for what? To sign players that they're not going to go sign because you have to sign people long term now, it just doesn't. It doesn't track. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like that's how baseball contracts go. I'm not worried about what the contract looks like in 2030. I don't even know what anybody's doing in 2030. Well, the, here's the realistic way. And if you look at the other New York teams, and please keep lining it up. John Heyman's going to get in here. We're going to be quick with him um, because we want to get the information. We got the questions, and then the rest of the show is you. At 888-957-9570. So keep them coming. We see you calling. We're going to get to you as quickly as possible. Um, if you need to vent, if you've got questions, this is a place to do it all morning long, okay? On 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Um, the bottom line is, is you are big enough, you're a big enough outlet with enough resources to make the mistakes and then bail out of them. Okay? That's the point that I think you're making. Eight years from now doesn't matter because if it does go bad, well, throw plan B and C and D and E and F and G because you're the Giants. It's what the Yankees do. It's what the Dodgers do. And the Red Sox, hell, they're over there just making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. They're trying to be the Rays. But but they're going to find a way to continue to stay relevant, dot, 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 I think. They're certainly in a bad way. I don't know how they're being run, but the good teams are going to engage, they're going to get in the game, they're going to make a mistake, and they're going to make another mistake, and then they're going to fix it. Yep. They're going to fix it. But if you're never willing to make the mistake, ah, there's no what point. Are you, you're never leaving your house. And there's no point. And that's what it feels like right now. The Giants are... It, 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 right? It's like the person who's decided the pandemic is going to last for the rest of their lives. You know, hide in the corner of your room with a mask on if you want. And I get it. There's all kinds of scary crap in the world. But if you don't want to live, don't live. That's what the Giants, that front office, that's what you made the fans feel like today. You don't want to live. So let's talk to John Heyman about it, and then we're going to talk to you. Um, Willard and Dibs, Kyle's in for Dibs all week. It is brought to you by Pfizer. And what did happen with this Carlos Correa situation in the Giants, our Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman joins us in just a few minutes to let us know. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. John Heyman and your calls next. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome in. Uh, we continue here. It is Warrior Wednesday. It's brought to you by SFO. Go to flysfo.com slash winner for your chance to win $1,000 toward a nonstop flight from SFO today. So uh, James Wiseman and the Warriors sending holiday cards to the San Francisco Giants for taking their embarrassing New York thing off of the pages and putting the Giants' embarrassing New York thing uh, on the pages. In fact, we were just sitting here talking about it. How about two weeks of New York telling San Francisco, yeah, you're not us. How about Aaron Judge? How about Carlos Rodon? How about Knicks blow out the Warriors? How about the Nets are very possibly going to do that to a shorthanded Warrior team tonight? How about Carlos Correa all the way down to Brandon Nemo? Damn it, John Heyman, who's got all kinds of New York ties. Thank you for coming on. How, will you, can you tell New York to stop it for a second, please? <laughs> well, it does seem to be that winter where all these players want to be in New York. I can remember many times where players feared coming to New York and thought it was too big for them or too noisy or whatever. But, uh, you know, at the, way back at the GM meeting, Farhan Zaidi, um, suggested it's not always easy to get uh, players who are not from the Bay Area to come there. And, uh, you know, he looks like he turned out to be correct. Now, in this case, Correa did agree to go there, so that wasn't the holdup. It was something else. Uh, well, something else is, is the number one question we all have. So, Odyssey Insider John Heyman joining us here on Willard and Dibs, and Kyle is in for Dibs all week. John, what happened? 
Well, I think only the Giants could tell you that, and they're not in touch with too many people from what I could tell uh, looking at the Twitter. Um, you know, it's either their doctors saw something concerning or they got cold feet or some combination. You know, I have heard that they told people that their doctor saw something concerning, and um, that is always a possibility. You know, I think, uh, you know, that's probably the most likely possibility, but you know, you never know these things. I have seen in other cases where teams did get cold feet, and then you can always find something on the uh, on the medicals. But in this case, um, they're saying the doctors did find something concerning, and you would think they would want to complete this deal. I mean, after all, they were in this to get a big star. They went for Judge first, understandably so, and uh, it looked like they had gotten Correa. So, I, you know, I wouldn't see reason why a cold feet would occur here. Were the Mets close to landing Correa before the Giants got him, or did that deal just kind of surface once it looked like the Giants might back out? Well, you know, I mean, originally when the Giants did get him for $350 million, Steve Cohn tried to get in there before anything had been reported, and Scott Boris, the agent for Correa, told him they were down the road with somebody and uh, basically committed to doing a deal with a different team. So he was disappointed. He talked to me for the New York Post about how he lamented not getting in there quicker, basically, to paraphrase, and how he really wanted to get Correa and so naturally, they were, I guess, you know, the natural landing spot once the uh, Giants deal fell through, uh, for whatever reason, presumably, because uh, the Giants doctors saw something, but we, we don't know for sure, because they haven't said anything. Um, you know, w- once that happened, uh, the Mets were the logical team. He talked to me uh, for a long article in the Post about how much he loved Correa and how much... Uh, he wants to win and committed to the fans, and uh, you know I couldn't imagine another team stepping in here this late and offering more than three hundred million. Uh, but certainly, Steve Cohn is a is his own man, and he's got his own money, and uh, he wants to win. Yes, he sure does. This is Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman and insider calls, of course, presented by BetQL. You can get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. John, also the host of the Odyssey original podcast, Big Time Baseball, along with Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn Jr., covering the entire MLB. And let's talk about the entire MLB right now, uh, John, in, in terms of how they view the Giants. Based on the analytics, the not wanting to go to long-term deals, uh, the way last season ended, and now this. How do you feel baseball players and agents view the Giants now and into the future? Well, I've heard they're very good at recruiting. It's not the, the issue of, of them putting out the effort and trying to get the players there. You know, it may just be something about the perception of the Bay Area that doesn't appeal to some players. Again, it's a small sample size. We're not talking about hundreds of players here. We're talking about a few star players. And, uh, you know, I'm not shocked that Brandon Nimmo went back to New York, um, even though he's from Wyoming and geographically closer. He was comfortable in New York. And, you know, why take a chance for similar type money? Uh, I get that. Aaron Judge has the legacy with the Yankees. Uh, He's on his way to the Hall of Fame. Would have been a lot to give up, although the Giants, I think, made a good effort. I think the $360 million turned out to be a very good offer. Didn't quite get it done. I guess it would have been better if they could have got it done. But to get it done, it would have been difficult, as it turned out, because if they'd offered 400 you know, maybe the Yankees would have gone to 400 you never know. He clearly, at this point, it's pretty clear that he did not want to give up the legacy in New York, and he's comfortable there. So, you know, we're talking about players who were here. Of course, in the Carlos Rodon's case, he was there in San Francisco, and he has jumped to the Yankees. But I do think the Yankees probably outbid San Francisco on that by quite a bit. So it sounds like San Francisco had indicated that despite this medical stuff with Carlos Correa, they had indicated to Scott Boris that they still wanted to negotiate and then just never reached out to negotiate. Could that impact their ability to sign a Boris client in the future? Well, I think uh, I think agents will always you know, do the best deal that the player wants to do, no matter what. You know, maybe today they won't sign someone, but I think he'll get over it. He's been through uh, different... Disappointments before. Uh, I'm sure you could tell by the 
Um, the news items that are coming out on Twitter now, it's pretty clear he and his camp are not too thrilled with the way this went down. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly not going to eliminate the Giants, you know, maybe today. But, you know, you can't be a grudge holder if you're representing a, probably more than 100 major league players and have to find them jobs. And, you know, San Francisco, to me, it should be appealing to a lot of people. I'm not sure why it wasn't to these few free agents, but, uh, you know, it clearly wasn't to, to a few of them. Now, Correa did opt to go there originally, so I can't say that he didn't want to go to San Francisco. It was ultimately the Giants' decision. Uh, John Heyman with us here on 95.7 The Game. The San Francisco Giants have just released a statement on behalf of Farhan Zaidi, quote, while we are prohibited from disclosing confidential medical information, as Scott Boris stated publicly, there was a difference of opinion over the results of Carlos's physical examination. We wish Carlos the best, end quote. And that brings to a close... Um, I, I think, by word count, the shortest media availability in the history of free agency. Their one-line email yesterday, the press conference has been postponed, followed by this statement. John, is it? The, here's my opinion. You tell me if it's fair. The Giants are a very analytically run organization. I know many are, but they feel risk-averse. Like, they're taking analytics to free agency, and if you do that with long-term deals, you could talk yourself out of anything. And so I, I, it, now it feels to me like this isn't about money as much as it is analytics, and, and, and if the Giants want to play it that way, they're never going to have nice things. Well, you know, to be, you know, I, I understand why you say that, but they did go after Bryce Harper. Uh, came up short there. They did make a deal to get Stanton. Um, they were willing to do that. Stanton declined to go. Um, you know, they have tried. They, 360 million, as I said, I thought was a, a reasonably good offer, uh, or even better than that for a judge. So, you know, I'm not so sure. They are very analytically driven, but. You know, I mean, obviously Larry Bear is there. He appreciated Barry Bonds. I mean, I'm sure Barry Bonds stacked up well analytically. But you know, I think there was a feeling in the ownership camp that they needed to be a more interesting team, not not just a better team. And and I, they made a good effort on on Judge. So, you know, uh, you know, should someone going to say they should have offered 400? I'm not sure that would have gotten it done. Should they have offered 450 for Judge? Uh, you know, I don't I don't know. I think that that's a tough one. You know, it's a lot of money. Uh, so I, I don't blame them what where, what they offered, um, and we'll never know exactly here what the situation was. Although you know both sides are agreeing that there was a difference of opinion on the medicals. Uh boy! And the reports are out there, John, that the medical thing that was flagged was something that 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 was that Carlos had before he was even a major league player. How can you pass that by the fan base when this guy's had such a successful career already at age twenty eight? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but it's hard to answer that. I, I, I get why you ask that. It does seem unusual, but, you know, if somebody has an ailment, sometimes it does take 10 years or 15 years to flare up, I guess. But, I, you know, I, I really I really couldn't answer that. But it, it was not the back from what I heard. And yeah. That's been the, you know, potentially chronic ailment, but he's been healthy with the back for the last few years. So, that's good news for Carlos, but uh, we really haven't gotten all the details on this, and it's probably hard to get inside every, everybody's mind, but it, it is fair to say it was a difference of opinion. Yeah, John, before you go, this is the question eventually we will get to once everybody calms down, and I don't know if there's a great answer, but I'll try to ask you the question and see if you've got one. Where, where do they go from here? Well, you know, uh, Dansby Swanson is off the board, so really there are not stars really left. There are some Decent players left, you know. I mean, there's uh, Evaldi, there's, uh, you know, Profar, you know, but they're, they're really, Conforto, uh, there aren't bona fide, really not superstars at this point, not really proven healthy stars. Uh, so I'm not sure on the free agent market. They could try for a trade, you know. We'll see what Boston's trying to lock up Rafael Devers. I think they'll do it, but you never know. Uh, maybe there's other trade possibilities out there, but, uh, you know, they were hoping to have a more exciting team and didn't get Judge or Correa. So, uh, you know, the, the likelihood of being a really exciting team for next year has certainly been diminished at this point. Uh, John, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's a busy time. Thank you.
All right, thanks, guys. Okay, that was uh, Odyssey MLB Insider John Heyman. Insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real, proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. We're going to go heavy into your phone calls here in uh, just a second. But uh, any any reaction, anything John had to say? I'm. I think that it's a little concerning that. He says, hey, the Giants put out a great offer for Aaron Judge, and he just didn't want to go there. And they had Carlos, like, everything went well with Carlos Correa. Like, they're trying, and they're, like, it's not a matter of, hey, they need to throw more money. It it just. I mean, he used the word effort. I mean, it sounds like the way we talk about your nine-year-old when they're out there playing soccer. Yeah, like, way to go. Okay. We tried. We brought donuts. This is the San Francisco Giants. We're going to talk about effort. That should be like that's inherent. There are teams in in, in professional sports that aren't trying. You can't do that here. So I know they're trying. Mm-hmm. Yoda, okay? There's no try. Yeah. You do or do not. And this was the off season of do. And then, as you pointed out, not only they did, and then they didn't. Which is worse, way worse than not doing at all. So I don't know where you go from this here. A- and I, I will tell you this: this this statement that the Giants put out, if that's a precursor to your press conference, don't even have it. That's a- go on vacation if you don't want to get real. I'm not saying you need to share private medical that's information. The- that- don't hide behind that. There are a thousand other questions to ask here. There are a thousand other questions to ask. And if you don't want to get real this week, then you know what? Go to Bora Bora. Go to Boris Boris. Okay? <laughs> Go on vacation because nobody's got time for five-word answers right now. Nobody's got time for it. The the How many words is their statement? Twelve? Um, whatever, the, whatever length their statement was. And then like you said, the the... The issue was, did you get a final count there? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 33. Oh, 33. 33. Okay, very good. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I way undersold under him. 33 yeah. word statement, Jose Canseco. But <laughs> this is the, the stop. Nobody's nobody wants to know what the, I mean, people are curious what the medical thing was, but that's not the problem here. The problem is that you flagged this and then went, Oh, never mind. That is so bad I mean, that we're going to nuke our offseason while he goes and signs with another team. In four hours. Like, and, not even, and not even a team like the Reds. I mean, Not even a team like the Reds where they can just take a swing and it's like, yeah, hey, we'll bring in a star. and hope. That's a team in New York in the Mets that's vying to compete that has already spent half a billion dollars this offseason. And someone, someone hit me earlier today and goes, well, you don't need to deal with the Mets. is not official yet. What if he fails the physical there? He's not going to fail the physical there. Watch. The, Watch. the Mets have all the info. He won't, he won't fail the physical there. And what do the Giants say if and when Carlos balls out this year and the Mets win the East? Yeah, but wait wait till what it looks like in seven years. That's a thing. 2030? Yeah, they won't have it. Sorry, they, Mets. They won't have to hold any press <laughs> conferences then because it's going to be a completely new regime at this pace. Um, all right. 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, David in Sacramento, you can lead us off. Uh, hey, David, you're on with Mark Willard and Kyle Madsen uh, here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, David, what are you doing? Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to call in and uh, give my opinion. I feel like I'm part of the younger generation of fans. And I, I just, it, it's disappointing, but... We shouldn't be in this position to begin with because if the farm system was like having at least like two or three guys that are, are ready to come up, which it should be in the fifth year of Farhan, we wouldn't be in this situation where we'd be all gambling on free agency. We would be excited about watching 23 year old fall out. And also, what's with not playing to our strength? We're like a pitcher's ballpark and all we're focused on right now is hitters and letting the pitchers walk. I feel, I feel like that's not playing to our strength. 
We well, won the World Series with our pitching. Yeah, David, our- David, I would I would contend, actually, and thanks for the call, David. We want to get to a lot of people today, so 888-957-9570. I would contend that they are handling their pitching staff the same way they always do. Yep. You know, this, this idea of, well, they should have re-signed Rodon. They've never done anything like that. And, and I actually spent the last week supporting that. I think five, six, seven-year deals for starting pitchers are actually um, – a, a bad idea, particularly when you have shown the ability to find a, a group of starters for way less money and get production out of them. So I'm not going to rip not getting Rodon until I see Manaya and Stripling stink, and I got five bucks says they don't. So that they've done that. What they've never been able to do is what they just did, except for then they didn't, which is find right. a free agent hitter. And somebody who's got gravitas and excitement and and show that they're ready to engage. Engage the same way the rest of the good teams in baseball do. And this was the whole thing with the with the farm system and bringing those guys up from the farm. Okay, maybe you find an all-star or two there. But those players from the farm were supposed to supplement signings like Carlos Correa. Right, or the other way around. It's supposed to be both. It has to be both, and it still does. It, absolutely, but that's why you can't just be like, "Oh, well, wait this year, Kyle Harrison might be really good, and we uh, we still have to see what Joey Bart looks like in more at bats and Elliot Ramos and whoever." Like that just doesn't fly anymore. No, like I'm I'm passing. I I I can't wait another year to see if maybe these guys work out. So we're still putting the puzzle pieces together, but if you are just joining us, Carlos Correa has agreed to a new 12-year, $315 million deal with the New York Mets. This happened while you were sleeping. Uh, yesterday, the Giants canceled their press conference. Can we use the word cancel now? I know yesterday we had oh, it's canceled yeah, for postponed. Sure. They've canceled the press Carlos conference. Carlos Correa canceled it. Yeah, it, cancel culture is all over this one. So that <laughs> press conference was canceled um, from what we know, the puzzle pieces that are now in place, a disagreement on the physical. The Giants fail the physical. There are reports out there coming mainly from Scott Boris's office that this concern was about something that was in Carlos Correa's past pre-Major League Baseball. And he has had, obviously, a wonderful career up through age 28, even with whatever it was that was going on. The Giants' only statement uh, that has come out today has said, while we are prohibited from disclosing confidential medical information, there was a difference of opinion over the results of Carlos's physical examination. We wish Carlos the best. So it is off. The off-season that had come together is off, and we are all the way back once again to Mitch Haniger being the big name that you brought in. All the top 20 free agents on the board, we were promised at minimum one of them, and the Giants are getting none. Mitch Haniger, who can't stay on the field! Right. Great point. Like, <laughs> how are you passing? How are you passing Haniger's physical? How is Listella's physical being passed? How is DeSclafani's physical being passed? You have literally, you're the Giants, you have made your name by grabbing injured players on a discount in the hopes that they'll turn out. And I understand that's different when the risk is way lower. I get that. If you're only giving someone five million bucks, you're willing to take the risk, and that's different than 350 million. I understand. But this feels to me like we are dealing with with an analytically over, analytically driven, risk-averse baseball franchise. Yep. The list of names where the Giants finished in second is the greatest team of all time. Harper. Stanton. Judge. Correa. Correa. Rodon. Nemo. I, I, I got to come up with more because there are more. There There's are definitely more. more. Were they second with Shohei? They're on the list. They were top four. They're about to be second with Shohei again. Just wait for it. 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs. Kyle is in for Dibs. What's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Ninety-five-seven. The game. <laughs> is it though? 
It's actually a continuation of the world as we know it, unfortunately. Um, it's the it's the end of the Fantasyland ride that we went on for 10 minutes. It's the end of the world as we knew it with Carlos Correa wearing number one at short for the Giants. How's the call go with Brandon Crawford today? How's that go? I think you wait a day. <laughs> or I mean, you don't say any... At the rate the Giants are going, they won't say anything. They'll send him a quick text. You're at short. Right. And that's it. That's all they say. No logo, no nothing. No, yeah. No, <laughs> You're back. You're back. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think Brandon's a pro. I think it'll be Of fun. course he is. Of course he is. But you don't think there's a wry smile or just a eye roll going on at the Crawford house today? For sure. Like, here, here's the thing. There sure. may well be totally reasonable stuff going on behind the scenes. And it doesn't matter. The whole thing is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Okay? Because here's the other side of this. If something on the medicals popped, are you telling me it didn't pop until three hours before the press conference? You didn't do the diligence before you offered 13 years, $350 million? I think that's Boris's point. He's like, guys, you've had plenty of time. Plenty of time. And if you didn't hear when we were talking about this earlier, Scott Boris beat the Giants to the punch of the publicity pick up and put back together. He's already talked to Ken Rosenthal. Quote, you're talking about a player who's had eight major league seasons. There are things in his medical record that happened decades ago. These are all speculative dynamics. Every team's got a right to go through things and evaluate things. The key thing is we gave the Giants the medical reports at the time. They still wanted to sign the player and negotiate with the player. So how are you going to try with this quote out there? That's my first, If I'm in Farhan's press conference, don't do it between 9 and noon. If I'm there, that's my first question. My mark. first question, yeah, let's, let's go to Mark in the back. My first question is... I know you don't want to share medical information, but let's talk timing. Are you telling me that something, something in your mind changed between the announcement of the deal and the press conference? You cannot tell me that it's not cold feet when you knew every single thing that you knew and still decided to sign and negotiate and then right before it was time, Carlos was here. They put the man on a flight. And then... They scheduled availability Then for they him. changed it, and you're going to have us believe, well, something popped on the medicals. Just now? We're awaiting testing. Come on. You're awaiting... You flew Come him on. out here before you got all your testing Come back? Come on. I've been your biggest backer. Captain Save a Giant. You think that... W are we born this morning? I wish I was. I wouldn't have all this anger <laughs> built up. If I were just born this morning, I'd look at my Gaga Google Twitter feed and be like, oh, look at that. There's an interesting you story. You would just start chomping on the phone. Yeah, and then I would eat it. Right. <laughs> Slobber everywhere, throw it on the ground, make mom and dad pick it up. All the stuff that babies do. But we weren't born yesterday. You can't pitch this at 8.15 in the morning on a Tuesday, two hours and 45 minutes before the press conference, and tell us something just popped on the medicals. Whatever it was, you knew. So what changed? Bonte said this in the changeover, and I, and I, and I totally agree with it. Now that we're laying this out, and, you, and I, I, you said this would be your first question, and I start thinking, what would our answer even be? And the only the only answer where nothing is going to make this okay, like there's no words they can say where Giants fans writ large are going to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Unless they're like, we think that he's going to play 50 games and then his arms are going to stop working or something like that. And then, but, by the way, 50 games from now they better be right. Correct. So if this okay. guy, if this right. guy goes twenty-five home runs, two ninety, and an OPS of eight fifty this year, the NL East champion Mets, you got fried egg over medium on the face. I'll take that on a burger, by the way. It's so delicious. Every time it's there's like fried egg on a burger, it's the best breakfast. Especially the, it is the best the breakfast. Hangover. Oh, good. Give me that. Anyway, thank you anyway. for that. That, dude, that was good. <laughs> recenter your visual. I I could good feel. Your food. Thank you. All right. So as so, you were. So the 
I would almost, in fact, I would respect more if they just went, you know what? We thought about it. Didn't like it. We pulled the plug on the deal. Yeah, but I still hate the, that. No, totally. You there, there's nothing. There's nothing good. There's you nothing cannot, okay. Right. Yeah, you but, can't take us on this least, ride. But at least then the discussion is, wow, that sucks, and not like they're lying. Because yeah. everything else they say is going to feel like a lie. Because all of the signs point to them getting to three hours before the presser yesterday and going, guys, this is about to be official and we can't do it. Somebody got cold feet and... I'd be shocked. Like, here's the other thing. I know so many of you are going to want to fire Farhan today. It's going to trend all over Twitter. Just run this through your mind. Sure. Do you honestly think, let's say Farhan was the one with cold feet. You think that kills the deal? No. Hell no. No, because it wouldn't, have no. gotten, it wouldn't have gotten that far. Farhan doesn't have that kind Far- of juice. You can't tell me $350 million later and your attendance card is literally in your hand and you're walking to the podium. Well, and Farhan Zaidi goes to Greg Johnson and says, I don't want to do this. And Greg goes, okay, send him to New York. There's no way. This has to be over his head. Well, and, and Farhan, it has to be. Farhan knew everything that he needed to know about Carlos Correa years ago. He know the data's there. Every piece of info he I'm, needs is there. I've always thought, and this is just this is not a report. This is in my mind's eye. I've always thought Farhan was probably in this conversation, going, mm, "Probably wouldn't do this. Like it's probably not going to be great. Like I'll do it if you want me to do it. We'll go after him. I get it. He's a really good baseball player. Thirteen years till he's forty-one. Probably stupid. Like even though." I think he probably wanted Correa maybe even more than Judge because sure. he's younger and for baseball reasons, athletic, up the middle, all of those things. But if Farhan is that guy who's telling you long-term deals are, are short-term game, long-term loss, mm-hmm. that was my read on this whole offseason was Farhan's way had to get pushed aside for attendance reasons and ownership came in and said, we need to thump. We need to thump in this offseason. And then... What at the last minute somebody was like, Dish. but but no, but no, not not this deal. Alex Pavlovich this morning said it five times. The Giants had to go to an uncomfortable place in order to do this deal. Yeah, you did, but you had to actually follow through with it. So that so that's where my whole thing is with Farhan and why I don't necessarily put this on him. I'll put some other stuff on him, but not this. Because if he was the one that was going to pull the plug on this deal, if he had that kind of, of clout in the organization, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, This isn't something that he woke I, up on Tuesday morning and went, ah, actually, you know what? I changed my mind. It's In the end, it's on all of them. It's on all of them. Because they are, as, as it's been said, this is a very small group that runs the ship. Okay? Farhan's in the room. His number two is Pete Patella. He's in the room. Poor guy just got here two months ago. Right? Greg Johnson running the ship. There's Dean. Larry Bear, a voice. I don't even know how much he's in that room anymore. That's more tradition when you yell about Larry Bear. But we're talking about five people or less who are in there running this ship. And and it's on all of them today. It's on all of you. You You can't run your ship like this. Is you just there, can't do it. Is there a chance this metal, medical thing cropped up? Like, like ownership was mostly staying out of it. Like, yeah, open checkbook. Like, whatever you need to do to sign this guy. And then they get whatever medicals back. They just want to sign off on it. And they look and go, oh, hey, we think this thing, I don't know what it is, but by year nine of this contract, he's just not going to be able to play. So we're going to be paying him to not play for four years? <laughs> That's what it feels like Maybe more than... I, again, my my brain is having a hard time understanding I'm, the timing I'm of this. Trying. You cannot tell me that something just popped up yesterday morning. After the... After the right? They started doing no their diligence on this six months ago. They During knew... last season. They knew, and they, the, the talks with someone like this, a deal like this, this takes weeks of work... Think about how the, the the Yankees were working on Aaron Judge <laughs> since March. Since March. There's all kinds. And, and you're going to weave all the way to the end and get two hours and 45 minutes away from a press conference and then be like, ah, something popped up in the medicals. There's no way. Nah, we don't like it. That's not the way it works. Somebody freaked out. Um, Paul in Los Altos, you're on with uh, Willard and Madsen. Hey, 
What are you doing, Paul? Hi, I'm doing great. Gosh, you guys got me laughing and crying this morning. It's amazing. That's the deal. Um, You're welcome. You guys know that the Johnsons run Franklin Templeton, and it's a very conservative, uh, let's call it very traditional. I mean, Ben Franklin's a very traditional organization. Whereas Stephen Cohen, um, on the other hand, is not traditional. He's more on the alternative investment area. He's a risk taker. He's very opportunistic. And I just wanted to highlight that to you guys that at their in their main business, uh, there's there's a difference between the two. Huge, and and that's Paul. Thank you. I, I I went for the walk this morning, right? Like you even called me, and I'm like, not yet, not yet. <laughs> I, I got gunk in my eyes. I just the, the kids are asleep. I haven't got the dog out. Not yet. One ring, and you sent me to voicemail. This is the way I operate when something like this happens. Like I I need to sit with it for a second. I, I do. This is what I usually do on my drive to work. Like, okay, not just Correa left. Like, what do you really think about this? Let this sink in and, and, and then tell everybody what you think and we'll, and we'll talk about it. And for me, the first thing that really, once I sat with this for about 20 minutes, the Giants are risk averse. And smart people can look one another in the eye in this form of free agency and this market in baseball and go these are all bad deals they're all bad ideas 40 41 years old they're all bad ideas i get it and i think the giants started listening to that voice the problem with that is you owners you're the ones who came up with this system you wouldn't need to sign people until they're 41 if you'd pay them when they're 26 yes and so now you're sitting here with a system you set up and you don't want to play and engage because you've decided they're bad deals. And they are. But if you don't sign them, you don't get to win. And if you want to sit here and wait for Luciano and Harrison and tell us that that's going to be your next championship push, of course your farm system needs to produce. But what an insane if that is. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is look around at the other teams even here in the Bay Area to know crap goes sideways when you're dealing with prospects. The Warriors drafted James Wiseman number two overall, and it looks like he can't play. The 49ers move heaven and earth to get Trey Lance, and they might have found someone better sitting there picking his teeth four days after the draft in round seven a year later. This is so insanely difficult to predict what's going to happen. You cannot... Pin your future on that, that Marco Luciano is going to be a star. And even that, like, what's Marco Luciano right now, 24? Like, it, it, right, if he were Acuna and Soto like we thought, he'd be up here hitting well, bombs already. So, so Julio Rodriguez, 21, the Mariners cashed him out at 21 years old. Smart. You talk about Acuna, Ozzy Albies, they got contracts from the Braves very, very early on, and the Braves got them for... um. What? Luciano's only 21, by the way. He's 21. Okay. What, he's 21, but it, he's not on the verge of coming up. That, who is, is it, they have a, is it Hunter Bishop? <laughs> who are you asking about? Um, One of their, I, no, like, La, Latos Joey, is the only name that's come, but it's not Matt Latos. Uh, no, uh, not Matt Latos. <laughs> Matos. Matos. Thank you. Gosh. <laughs> That was the only. Do you need a reboot? I, could, I can yeah, come over there and shake you. The only, that was the only name I could get to come into yeah. my head. Matos, thank you. Joey Bart like, is he's one like who in his mid twenties, right? Joe, like, Joey Bart is uh, Matos is still pretty young. Joey Bart is someone who we've been talking about as a uh, as a prospect for a while, who's actually maybe older than uh, than than it would seem he is. Um, Luis Matos, let me get his age. Um, Luis Matos. No, Matos Matt, is twenty. L's and M's. Yeah, he's twenty. Man, Luis I'm, Matos is twenty. That's okay. All right. <laughs> You'll come up with somebody's 24 for sure. They have a 24 year old in their system. somewhere. Jonathan. <laughs> Jesus. Jonathan and Hayward. What are you doing, Jonathan? You're on. Good morning, fellas. How are you doing? I'm over here at work. Uh, I'm a carpenter over here at the new Fruitvale station, so we're doing a little work. Sorry if it's loud. No, you're good, man. Uh, I'm good. Giants organization, and not just Farhan today, you stink. What are you doing? And like you guys said, um, this isn't the first time. I'm actually uh, 32, grew up in the 90s. Actually, grandfather, season ticket holder to the Oakland Athletics. 
Shout and out. same thing happened. We watched the great A's organization create a team. You had Terrence Long, Tejada, Eric Chavez, Giambi. Great organization. Had playoff contendencies. They almost went there and watched them get eliminated by the Yankees. And one thing that they did, just like the Giants have done, goodbye players, goodbye prospects, and everyone just kept waiting. When's the next guy going to come? Well, here's Eric Chavez for the next five years. And it seems like the Giants are kind of doing the same thing here. Well, it's a little different, though, Jonathan. Thank you very much, and, and, and say hey to everybody you're working with out there. Appreciate the call. The difference is is the A's actually had the, the guys, and, and they've done this again since the names you brought up. Most recently, right, the Chapmans, the Olsons of the world. Like, when the A's get the guys, then they send them out. Before they, before they pay, right. the Giants haven't done yet. And, and, and this is not a compliment to the Giants because the Giants don't even get the guys. The A's have a farm system that produces players. Then they give them away. The Giants aren't even producing players. They produced them into 2010, 2008, 2009. They produced a bunch of players and look what happened. So I'm going to still sit here and I'm going to completely back the philosophy that baseball teams use which is a bit anti-free agent. And that is to say, it doesn't work unless you do have homegrown talent. Mm -hmm. When are you going to grow some talent? When are you going to grow some talent? Buster Posey's now in the ownership group. This is the last great player you brought up. Lincecum, Bumgarner, Kane. That is how, and then you supplement. Pence, Scudero, whatever. That is how you do it. Everybody in baseball knows that. And the Giants right now, unfortunately, are losing out on both sides. They're not right. producing talent, and that's disallowing them from supplementing with uh, free agents for a multitude of reasons. By the way, thank you, text line. I believe Elliot Ramos is the player you're thinking of. Who's, thank you. Yes. yes. Elliot Ramos is the one who, who now is starting to... Much older than I thought he was. He's a gray beard, for, uh, at least in terms of, okay. uh, of, of the minor leagues. He's 23. At, le- at least the 23 years old. has it figured out. But, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But that's, that's just the thing. Is like When you look at the way baseball is trending, I know there's this big thing like, oh, baseball is dying. But no, it's just becoming more regional. Baseball makes a lot of money. These owners make a lot of money. These teams make Do a lot of money. Do you think... Right. Take a look so, at the contract. Right. And so that's the thing is when you look at the Padres, the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Mets, the Yankees, those are all teams that are going to compete this year, barring health. But that's the way this has to go. And if you're going to take the draft and develop route and then supplement, you have to be there by now. Like that's the Farhan's on year five. Five. Going into year five. And and we understand the context of the five years with a managerial change and a pandemic, but yes, right, but, year but, five. But now you're on year five. Like, the farm system should have developed something, something. by now. And, and so here's what a lot of people are going to say eventually, and maybe today's not the perfect day for it, but when the emotion dies down, it will be, okay, what now? What now? And th- here, this is the thing that's really unfortunate for this particular front office because as I said it earlier, this feels unrecoverable. There is no free agent to go get that's nope. going to make this okay. The best- I don't even know if there's a trade to go make to make this okay. The only thing that's going to get people off of their back in the near term would be to go repeat 2021. 20, You're going to have to go win a truckload of baseball games next year and... How's everybody's confidence that that's going to happen? Because the bottom line is that 81 and 81 team from last year, they're worse right now. It's that team without Carlos Rodon. Man. That's who they are today. Sure, Hanager could stay healthy and hit 30 bombs. That's possible. That's possible. But. But is Mitch Hanager carrying you, you to. You ain't winning 107 games. I don't think. You're not going to win 107 games. Well, not going to win 107. Can you win 95? I don't know. It I don't. certainly seems like you can't. Yeah. That seems improbable. But that's the only way that they're going to get people off of them this year. So that's the pressure that's on. And so now, you want to know my next question? What bad deal are you going to go strike now? Because if you freak out and think, okay, attendance, oh my gosh, now everybody's really mad at us. That puts you in a very, very poor negotiating position because it makes you go do something you wouldn't normally do. 
Are you going to go ship Marco Luciano off for Brian Reynolds? Are you going to do that? And then we could have history repeat itself where you gave Brian Reynolds away and went, God, he turned in really good. And now you're going to get Brian Reynolds but, back and Marco Luciano's going to go be a star for somebody. I don't know. That's what, that's what it's probably going to take at this point, though. Like burning down the farm system if you want to compete now. Because at some point, the Farhan Zaidi regime is going to have to compete on a regular basis. Right. Well, that was the whole point. And- right. right. Like, that, like, I get that this isn't his fault, but at some point, after half a decade or more, you have to do some, even if it means burning down the farm system to bring in players who can help you compete with the Dodgers and the Padres, and that's just in your division. So 650 just texted in, Mark, I disagree. The only thing to get the fan base back is to fire Farhan. We need a regime change before mm. spring training. So here's, uh, here's the issue there. Number one, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. And number two, if they do do that, I want you fans to understand something. If they fire Farhan Zaidi, I don't want you to think that the problem got fixed. Because it didn't. Don't be satisfied with that. Because if they do that, that means they're turning him into a fall guy. I promise you that when it's a $350 million price tag, that screams ownership. What did, Aaron, what did Arson Judge say when he signed with the Yankees? Who closed the deal? It wasn't Brian Cashman. Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner. When the Mets ended up with Carlos Correa while you, were, while you were sleeping, was it the Mets GM who called? Who did Scott Boris talk to? The owner. Steve Cohen. We have been waiting to find out who this Giants ownership is because we don't know them. And I fear we just found out. That's it. And you ain't firing him. Nope. <laughs> You'd like to. You can fly. What did they do with Jed? They flew the plane that said "Fire Jed York." I'm terrified that it's the Giants, the Giants, are about to become one of those teams that gets talked about in sports as oh, yeah, they're all messed up because they got horrible ownership. Oh no. So all of We've you A's, got, we have one of the, yeah, yeah, all you A's fans who have been saying this is just A's West, you might be right, but for the opposite reason that you think. It's not about penny pinching. It's about horrible wayward ownership. Arizona Cardinals, um, Oakland A's. Give me some other teams here. It that, was the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. When you the, the Washington Commanders, uh, uh, all the Washington teams. Like, my fear is we're headed there. And Mm. that is really painful and really hard to get out of. Because then you're mediocre with no path out of it. That's what's so frustrating about where the A's are at. It's like, they're mediocre and there's just no, like, because the ownership is never going to change the way they operate. And if this is what the Giants are, at some point, like I said, in the modern Major in modern Major League Baseball, you have you are going to have to spend at some point to contend. That's just a fact. And if your ownership is not willing to do that, you're screwed. I know A's fans get mad at me, and, and it's it's never yeah, about do. the fans. It's never about the fans. Your owner takes you on a ride. Correct. John Fisher sucks. Giants ownership is taking us on a ride, and it, it it's there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. Entertainment dollar, hard-earned. We got carpenters calling in. These are people who work with their hands to earn money just so that they can freaking go park down there and buy $18 slices of pizza. And we're getting taken on a ride. And it stinks to high heaven. Um, it's nothing but phone calls coming up next. So if you're on hold, stay right there. We're coming hard directly to you at 888-957-9570. It's all sponsored by calhope.org. It's Willard and Dibs. Kyle's in for Dibs all week. Let's keep pushing toward the holidays, and we'll talk to you more coming up here in just a moment on 95.7 The Game.